0: Nobody warns you about the potential relationship pitfalls that occur after the arrival of children. You may seem prepared with the nursery items, daycare options, and the -the state-of-the-art crib, but have you prepared for the added stressors to your relationship? Hi, I'm Miranda, a Gottman-trained couples therapist.
1: And I'm Aaron. I work in the financial industry, and Miranda and I have been partners for over 20 years.
0: And we've had our fair share of ups and downs ourselves after becoming parents.
1: Join us as we sit with couples sharing their experiences of how love has changed since the transition of children. Whether you are trying to conceive, currently pregnant, already have children, or experience loss and infertility, this podcast will showcase authentic, real couples, just like yourself, who are navigating love after lullabies.
0: I will also share communication tips and tricks from my experience of working in private practice for over 10 years in the state of Oregon. That can help maintain and even improve your relationships.
1: Thanks for joining us today.
0: We hope you get something out of today's episode. Today. <laughs> Hi. Hi. First episode. This is it. How are you feeling?
1: I'm good it's been an exciting uh lead up to this
0: since June I think maybe mar maybe may, but since definitely June, yeah, this has been in the works of me coming to you being like, I think I want to start a podcast, and you've been like, cool, cool babe
1: well and you- st- <laughs> well I mean it started from you were uh, tell tell me, tell us, tell the listeners I where did it start did from
0: this a little I don't even know what to call it some like group thing and it was great it was like abundance and manifesting pretty like out there but there was one aspect of it of like podcasting that I was like "Ooh, that sounds interesting and it sparked this inner child in me where I remember recording uh, on a tape recorder and pretending that I was a, a VJ or DJ. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he's called call it. Yeah. Back... You know, like a radio host. Yeah, VJ. And recording shows for my friends that we could listen to while we played Monopoly.
1: Yeah, I remember listening to those tapes. We actually found them a couple years ago, remember? No,
0: you didn't actually listen to those, did yeah, you? Yeah, we
1: did a couple years ago, remember? Yeah, your I remember parents listening. found like a big bag of, of cassette tapes.
0: I know, I remember that, but do <clears> you remember, <throat> But I don't think you actually listened to my shows. Well,
1: the, <laughs> I, there wasn't a show, but there was part of it where like you were kind of vj and it up. Okay, Yeah, maybe. There was a lot of gold difficult. there. You know what, maybe in a, in a later season, We'll have to bust some on those out
0: yeah i don't know we have a whole bag of tape uh anyway the reason why i wanted to do a podcast is because i am a, a couples therapist in private practice and i meet my my bread and butter is meeting with couples who are new or expectant parents and i have come across so many couples who feel so alone in this whole journey of becoming parents. I was like, I know I could like have a podcast where I have couples and guests and they share their experiences. And then it like progressed to, well, if I'm interviewing couples, wouldn't it make sense to have you as a co-host? And then I brought that idea to you and you're like, that's a good idea. That's a funny idea.
1: First of all, I didn't (laughs) laugh like that. Uh, I may have like giggled, and at what I first said, he was like, "Well, yeah, I could see myself being a guest. Yeah, I'll be yeah. a guest, like a, a like a, a reoccurring guest." Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but seeing your excitement and and you telling me more about your idea, and and then I started to come up with the ideas too. Yeah, you know.
0: Yeah, I think that was my biggest tell. Yeah, is that you were like oh, we could do this, and we could do that, and oh, here's a fun idea, and here's this. And I was like, it kind of sounds like you might be on board
1: with yeah. this. Yeah, and I feel like we've always kind of been a power duo, so...
0: For sure. it's
1: It was kind of an exciting thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A yeah.
0: yeah. little bit about us, let's see. Um, but, side note, I, I mean, before we get into that, I do have to say that this journey has been a pretty outstanding journey so far, and we haven't launched yet. Well, I mean, we're launching now, but throughout the past six months, I would have to say that the podcast community has been the most supportive community I have ever (laughs) come across in my entire life, and they have been phenomenal. There's no, like, competition, there's no... I I don't know. It's been pretty amazing. We've met so many people, so many outstanding people. We have friendships that have developed out of this.
1: Yeah. Let me ask you this. And I've asked you this before. The, how amazing and supportive your podcast community has been with, with networking and and just kind of getting into this whole thing. Was there, when you first started it, was there a doubt there was going to be a supportive network there? Like, did it surprise you?
0: Yeah, it definitely surprised me. I think because there's, there's always kind of a competition in life, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, even in the even in the therapy world, there's a, a twinge of competition. I would say, like overall, it's very helpful and all that, but.
1: It's a, yeah. It's very similar. To, you know, I we haven't talked about this yet, but I'm in the financial industry. We've talked about this a little bit uh, as our intro goes. Uh, I work for a credit union and it's a very it's a similar concept where like you think there's going to be competition between other credit unions and it's going to be like this whole thing but really like it's people helping people and we're not for profit and um there's enough footprint for banks you know certain banks I won't say the name but literally stealing from people and so um you know
0: can we say what it rhymes with no, <laughs> no i'm kidding
1: smells largo <laughs> yeah Anyways, um, but yeah, it's, you know, it's people helping people and, and then you kind of find out like, oh shoot, we can actually work together and still have the, the a light cause and still all be really successful. So,
0: yeah. So I, I would guess that our values are being helpful, if that's a value, mm. helping others.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, side note, it's also our date night, so we are sitting on the couch and enjoying a glass Glass of vino. Yeah. Um, so if there's any swooshing sounds, because we're on our leather couch, um, and that is something that we started when the kids were young, yeah. Or younger. Yeah. As a way to remain connected um, during, actually, it was pre pre COVID. Pre COVID, yeah. but this started January of 2020, or no December 2019, maybe. I think we started uh, sleepover. So, um, so that's where we're at right now. We have.
1: <laughs> It's it's funny like we really enjoy camping <clears throat> and we love being outside in our our backyard and like in a hammock and I feel like there's a couple things that we've brought into our house to in the winter time to help us get get by the the dark and dreary seasons. I I feel like one of them are is sleepover Saturday we call it so the kids mm-hmm. get to have kind of a camp out up in their room together, they stay up late, they may watch a movie, they may not, they play whatever and then we get date night, right? We get to we get to do this kind of stuff.
0: Which started out as like us cooking extravagant dinners. Yeah. True. Now it's really kind of doing the same thing that we do most nights, but we just don't have to put the kids
1: to bed. We don't have the kid routine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty amazing too. Yeah. Yeah. Although we did we cooked last week. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah uh and then (laughs) side note i won't go too far into it but the other thing is we have like we have hanging chairs in our living room like they're hammocks they're egg chairs but they're hammocks like hanging from the ceiling Mm -hmm. and so that's kind of like a way for us to bring summertime into our living room and just kind of be able to hang out so yeah anyways a little bit about our world that we're sitting in right now
0: yeah yeah Yeah. So why are we doing this podcast? Um, We're doing this podcast mainly to uh, hopefully get some more information out there or to help other couples or new parents or couples who are trying to be parents or, you know, expecting to be, to not feel so alone. Yeah. Um, There's so much wrapped around, like the baby. Everything's wrapped around the baby of getting the things and what's the theme of your nursery and um what kind of diapers are you gonna do and uh are you gonna bottle feed or breastfeed and all this stuff but like nobody talks about oh what are you gonna do to take care of your relationship after baby and that's a lot of the work that i do in practice with my couples uh, which is very fulfilling but it's also not something that's freely talked about too much so
1: yeah, do you find that when couples come to see you, do they is that something that they're 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 wanting to work on when they come see you? Like is that mm. a do they ever come in and say, hey, we just had a baby, we're just this is a new thing to us, but we really want to concentrate we want to really work on our relationship. Do you ever get that?
0: Oh yeah, yeah? absolutely. Yeah. I think it comes like after the fact, though. Mm. Uh which is fine because like you can't really prep for it per se. Right. Um, actually two thirds of relationships suffer a huge relationship decline after having a baby. Yeah. Which is pretty crazy. Um, so it's not something that people outwardly plan for. So I think when people have a baby and then they realize like, Oh, we're feeling really disconnected. Uh, we want to come together, which is amazing. Uh, and I wish that more couples would, would do that or at least like come before baby comes i do have some uh that come and see me when they're pregnant but i also unfortunately have a lot of couples that uh are coming to me after like 10 years you know their kids Mm, are like 10 and teenagers and um they realize like oh my gosh who are you i don't like you at all
1: yeah a long time coming yeah well it's so interesting to think of like looking back when the first the first moment you find out you're pregnant to baby coming you, you think i mean it's nine months like you think you're like, okay, there's plenty of time to cover, like make sure all other things, but it's such a roller coaster mm-hmm. I just looking back on it now, I never really thought about, okay, we really need to make sure there's a plan for this mm-hmm. you know for us,
0: yeah, yeah. And I don't know that I outwardly, like we outwardly did that, but I do remember this has been kind of a passion of mine since before, long before we had kids. And I remember a certain family member came to me when I shared this and said, well, you don't have kids, you don't understand. Mm. And at that very moment I was working with sexual assault survivors and thinking in my head, like, well, do I necessarily need to experience this particular trauma for me to be able to help people uh, work through that. Like, it felt very, like, what? <laughs>
1: it sounds like another case of un- unrequested advice, <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, we, we've we been together a long time before we had kids, though. We're, we're pretty lucky, I guess, on that.
1: Wrong. Yeah. So Aaron yeah. and
0: I met in high school.
1: End of high school, Yeah
0: junior year
1: oh yeah excuse me yes yes we met in junior yeah 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 (laughs) we didn't start dating until the end of high school the end of our senior year yeah Mm -hmm. Um, and
0: we didn't have our first child until 14 years after we started like dating i guess you mm -hmm. could call that yeah do we want to share how we met sure go for it
1: (laughs) we met in history class (laughs) U.S. history to be US exact. History. Mr. Hodas,
0: Rogers Rams, go Puyallup High School or no, Puyallup.
1: Wow. Yeah. <laughs> go Rams. Go
0: <laughs> Rogers High School. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, Mr. Hodas, I showed up late in class with my friend Russell um
0: so before we before before you showed up late we showed up late late. we we showed up late yeah
1: you and your friend yeah (laughs) so
0: we carpooled and um i had i carpooled with a couple of friends and um we showed up really late and it was the first day of school and so we're trying to find where our class was we finally found it and we walked into class and he had already started at that point and he said, oh, find a seat. And at that point, like all of the seats in the back and the middle were taken. So we had to sit like in the front of the class. So me and two of my friends and we had an exchange student at the time. And then this guy that I was dating at the time, we all sat and uh, we were in the front of the class. And we're like, oh, my gosh, good. You know, we're here, whatever. Um, and then <laughs>
1: you show. Me. Yeah, my friend <laughs> Russell and I, we rolled in super late. And side note, the high school we went to was huge at the time. I mean, it was built for probably a 1,000 people, and there was probably 2,000 students going there at the time.
0: Yeah, it was ridiculous. Like, we
1: had three shifts, and I think, what was our graduating class?
0: It was 900-something. Yeah,
1: yeah, it was a lot. So, it was a big campus. Um, That's not why I was late. (laughs) (laughs) I actually don't even remember but it was not the size of the bike because we were juniors like yeah. we'd been around a while so uh we were late as hell and we rolled in and missed, and um our the teacher was just he he wasn't super pleasant so we rolled in and he stared at us with daggers and he's like go ahead and take a seat and he like pointed he like kind of like pointed with his face and it was the front row right next to the door last two
0: seats of the class yeah last two seats and, like, I remember thinking, like, oh, wow, these, sh- these seats are real shitty. <laughs> but, thankfully, the next time we come to class, we're going to get here early and we're going to sit in the back of the class. And then, all of a sudden, he announced, like, okay, remember your seats. These are the seats that you're going to have for the rest of the semester. <laughs> and that we're was... like, damn it!
1: <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, there we were. Oh. And, actually, and halfway through that class, we got moved to a portable.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. But he still yeah. did the same seating same assignment. Seat, yeah. Yep. But so long story short, it was uh, me and my good friend that were sitting kind of like in front of each other. So I was sitting and she was sitting behind me. And then the two seats to, next to us. And that's where you guys sat. Yeah. So that is how Aaron and I met. Yeah. Um, and it probably would have never happened had Mr. Hodas not had assigned seating.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus, the guy you were dating at the time was a dick.
0: He was a total dick. Yeah.
1: In <laughs> fact, yeah. Just in general, just a dick. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, it was good times. Yeah. Really, it was. It was. It was a. It was a fun time getting to know you. And uh, interesting enough, like you had a court, a set of friends that also kind of mingled with some of my friends mm-hmm. because we both went to different junior highs. So they like coming together in like this high school arena um and it's it's been fun ever since yeah so yeah
0: it's been pretty great we have two daughters Mm -hmm. they're eight and five you will get to know them i'm sure pretty well after having our first child what was the most difficult thing to navigate in our relationship
1: Mm, after
0: after having her
1: that's a good question you know, we've been a power duo for so long and now there's this new baby, amazing girl that that we need to keep alive. You know, like this is this whole project and all of our focus and all of everything we planned for for the, for the nine months. And again, like I said before, there was no conversation of how are you going to keep your relationship strong? It mm-hmm. was how are you going to make sure this baby survives right. and make everybody happy, too? Right? Like there was always there's always this it needs to be a happy thing, you know? But then you have this baby and it's just like a ton of stress and I'm super concerned about you as my wife and my partner, but also trying to keep this baby alive and like wow. I didn't get a ton of time off of work too. So I had mm-hmm. this this overarching like I have to work, but I'm also really, really concerned about my wife and baby. And and then I, I guess the there's that that aspect of kind of feeling left out of the whole situation, too, because, you know, I didn't get to spend uh, as much time like at home with with Ivy. And I don't know, I guess I don't know if it was if you would say it's FOMO, but like there was like a, a, a just not being a part of it, you know, mm-hmm. being the third wheel of, of the now the power trio, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. Which I think is a pretty common occurrence for, especially heterosexual couples, you know, that there's this, usually, you know, if you have the support, there's a the support of women, there's a tribe of women that just kind of come together, you know, and come to the baby and the woman, and then all of a sudden, like, the the man in this relationship is kind of getting sandwiched out. Mm-hmm. And so, at that point, that's when, okay, I'm sandwiched out, well, I know that, like, I can work more. And so that is where those genderized type of division of labor starts to really be apparent. Even, even though before we had kids, we were pretty like equal of work, right? You know?
1: Well, you're right though. So it's the division of labor and it's almost because it's our, the society we live in. It's the, it's -hmm. not only is it gender, genderized, but it's the society that we live in my work didn't offer me the opportunity to be yeah, yeah. home for four or six, whatever months it right. took to help raise a child, yeah. you know? Yeah. And and honestly, honestly, your work really didn't either. But nope. you, like you, we have the ability to sw- change some things around where one of us was home with the baby, right? Like, no.
0: Like, I mean, I had, I had uh, 12 weeks off. Which, if you look at a calendar and you count 12 weeks, that's not actually three months. It's like two and a half to two and three quarters. So, I remember on my very first day going back to work. And it was awful. And I went back to work and there was another like manager there. And it was a her baby shower. So, it was this whole celebration. And so, here I am in this conference room. I have a shirt on mind you that i didn't really think about like being in public and your your nipples when you're breastfeeding are like ginormous and i have this shirt on that's just like nylon and so i'm feeling super self-conscious because you can see pretty much every lump and bump that you could possibly see i'm sitting in this baby shower Everyone's all celebratory and I'm looking at this girl. Her name is Erin at the time. Her, her name is still Erin.
1: <laughs> yeah, still there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> her name's Erin and she was feeling, she looked so happy and so, and I just sat there and I was feeling so sad and so miserable of just like, this sucks. I'm not ready to be away here I am celebrating you about to leave to go spend this glorious time with your baby that I had and now I'm like stripped away from. So, and I'm forced to come back to work. And that sucked. That, does that was suck. really hard. Yeah.
1: That's a, a good case in point to what I was trying to make before is if the societal norms is you weren't handed time off to care for your baby. No. You, the, even the 12 weeks you had, you created
0: Right, I had it, to use vacation time. I mean, I worked yeah. in community mental health at the time, so right, right, right. There's absolutely no, yeah. there's no No handout. maternity
1: leave, no like set leave. No. Like I remember you taking like half unpaid and half of your PTO so that your PTO would last longer. You know, like just stupid stuff. Yeah, and then you had to go back to that situation. Right. So yeah, yeah, that's rough. Uh, so, what about you? What was your what, struggle to to move past in our relationship after baby?
0: my biggest hurdle was breastfeeding and that leads to our relationship in that a breastfeeding was difficult and that's a whole nother journey. But I also felt a lot of resentment because it was all on me. You know, it was all on me to make the latch right and make sure I was producing. And so, and, and you did everything that you possibly could and you were so helpful in that, in those moments. And I am so grateful for all of those times. However, it's so hard to not like, be in those moments and feel resentment of just like, I have to do this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like this is hard and he doesn't get it. And he doesn't understand if, if he didn't produce milk, he could just do a bottle and it's no big deal. And, but like, for me, it, it means whether or not I'm a good mom and all these messages and all these negative narratives that would be spiraling throughout my mind in, during the day. is just a lot to take. Yeah. And I, I turn that towards you very frequently. Yeah. Um and our, our daughter had a tied tongue and she had a lot of trouble latching and um there was a lot of, I think, outbursts and angry moments that I would direct towards you during that time. So
1: Yeah. Well and then it's in on the other side of it, I'm sitting I'm sitting there thinking, what else more can I do? Like I'm yeah. trying to do all the things I can and I'm up at nighttime with you and like, but yet the, the other issue is like, I can roll over and go right back to sleep on a dime of a hat Yeah, where you take a longer time to go back to sleep and your rhythm needs, you know, there's, there's a process yeah. and yeah. like looking back on it, it's like, Oh yeah, that's, that's really, that sucks. You know, like, like that's all of it's really valid.
0: And I, I mean, I, I can't remember during those moments if you were home at that time. Or if you were also working. Mm. You know. Yeah. I can't remember. It's so, it feels so long ago.
1: On the other um, note. Like I felt really. Really fortunate. I mean. Yeah, it was a really. Huge struggle. Uh, at first. For, for breastfeeding. And our daughter's tied tongue. And all those things. I do feel. Fortunate. Enough to be able to help feed Ivy though too. Be yeah. Able, be able to bottle feed her. And like. It, ma- it made me feel more close to her too. When yeah. Especially in those nights where there were long like whether she was maybe she was sick or like something i was able to step up and help you know run downstairs start the bottle warmer run back Mm -hmm. upstairs comfort her get the bottle and, and do it while i knew you were taking a break you know like that was that was a really cool experience for me to be able to take care of business right yeah like we talk. well you'll hear us talk about in other episodes about men putting on their fixer hats for me, it was like yes. Where's Where's my fixer at? You know, we yeah. have to go grab it and like yeah, get it handled. You know,
0: yeah. But that was something that we had talked about before she was born of how important that was for you to be able to feed her. Yeah. Um. So and it it got to the point where like you know it wasn't a choice at that <laughs> at that well, point, sure. but but that was still something that we started from the very beginning. And then Tallulah, our youngest, came along, and she refused any sort of bottle. Right, <laughs> Is that,
1: that's a good point. Yeah, that was I couldn't do that with Tallulah. Yeah, she just wasn't having it. So she, she
0: would come with us to our to my like kid-free mama hangout times, um, and then Tallulah would be there Right. <laughs> because she wouldn't take the bottle, so she had to breastfeed all the time
1: but eventually that was some
0: that was some resentment but it yeah it it was resentment but it wasn't pointed towards anybody like i couldn't i couldn't point it towards you and i couldn't point it towards our child it was just like resentment of just it was just me like frustration damn it like i want to have some time away from kids i'm over touched i have all I just want my time you know just give me like two hours to go hang out with my girlfriends and go have a glass of wine and I can't have to bring her along that was definitely something that I couldn't direct and that that's something that I haven't really talked a lot about with with couples of like this undirected resentment mm-hmm. you know yeah we
1: yeah where do you point that
0: <laughs> so much I mean, of it was inward you know
1: yeah yeah that, that's a lot to like bottle in yeah eventually we found we were just like hail mary like we need miranda needs a break and we need we both need to like be able to be away from some kids for a little bit and like concentrate on ourselves and so we didn't we buy like three or four different kinds of like nipple sizes or like we had different bottles we had a couple different bottles that like different like nipples attached to them
0: Tommy Tippy was the Tommy Tippy, the the savior.
1: (laughs) Because it was like a bulbous, rounded top.
0: Because I had big boobs, and it looked
1: the boob, the boob. (laughs) Yeah, we
0: we tried to. Someone told us like you have to find a nipple, like a bottle nipple that resembles the mom's boob. I was like, okay. (laughs) Yeah,
1: it freaking worked. In fact, the breaking point was when my parents came to watch our kids when we went to um, a concert. Mm. And my mom, you know, God bless her, she Tulu was like crying and she wouldn't take the bottle. And I think she was like s- feeding her with a spoon or something stupid. <laughs> yeah. And I yeah. was like, okay, we need to make this work. Yeah. And so we went to, oh shoot, what was it? Babies R Us or something like.
0: Yeah. Back when Babies R Us was, was a thing.
1: Oh my gosh. That place. We could do a whole episode on Babies R Us. Can we? I it's don't know. It's such a wreck. <laughs> such a weird place. Uh, so, Miranda, uh, what can our, our listeners expect out of the show? Yes,
0: yeah, so we really want to uh, have our listeners not feel alone in that they can listen to other couple stories of their experience having children or trying to conceive or have experienced loss and infertility. My hope is that you can feel not so alone also to that extent I want to showcase some um, tools that I use for a lot of my couples in practice Um, from being a Gottman trained couples therapist (laughs) to go Gottman love for Gottman hashtag love for Gottman you know (laughs) just learning a little bit about us along the way too yeah at this point we've recorded so many amazing Stories from couples from Australia, Tennessee, London, London area, uh, Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been amazing. We've, you know, one of the couples have older kids with um, disabilities. So how does that, you know, affect your relationship? And we've interviewed a couple who chose to have an abortion which was very intentional and such a loving and beautiful decision. Yeah. Very, very heartfelt. Um, and how that affects the relationship. And it's, it's just really been such an amazing journey that we have been able to be a part of hearing these couple stories and being able to share it with, with all of you. Yeah. It's so exciting. I'm really excited.
1: And those, and those people are like, like, like really open arms and like, Mm -hmm we started talking to some you know, people we've never met before and it was almost kind of a friendship has sparked up, you know, yeah, and it's just sure. been, it's been fun.
0: We should read some reviews.
1: Yeah, let's do that.
0: Jess, we really appreciate the support that you guys have given us, um, throughout these last few months it's been really amazing and it's been so great to see people sharing what they're excited about and what they're looking forward to
1: yeah been it's been fun reading all the comments and likes compose yourself care allison says i'm looking forward to hearing the combination of down-to-earth practical advice with gottman based approaches
0: there you go yeah it's yeah. awesome yeah Emily EA222 says, I can't wait to listen and learn. I hope you guys, I hope you get something out of it for sure.
1: And let's see. Krista Snow says, I'm looking forward to hearing the experiences of other couples as they become parents.
0: And Alphabet Slinger says, I'm excited for this podcast to start. We are too. You know it, girl. <laughs> And uh, I've got another one from Jillian Yoga, which she is actually going to be a guest on the show, uh, actually, season or episode three. So, yeah, um, she says, I especially love the little pieces of humor. Of course, we always need a little more caffeine. The trailer made me laugh. And I know that listening to the episodes will also remind me to have a little bit more fun, even if I'm chasing around my own children. Yeah, you got it, girl. Um, so yeah, we, we're excited to announce if you follow us on Instagram, um, and I guess we should post more on TikTok. We are on TikTok. We're just not great at posting. So if anyone has any tips on how we can be better at that, let us know. Um, (laughs) but if you follow us on Instagram, we posted a reel of our drawing and E underscore Lund won the $50 $50 Starbucks gift card and mm-hmm. two-hour coaching session with yours truly.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I will say, if you're going to Starbucks, you should try the pistachio oh cold brew. Oh,
0: my gosh.
1: So good. <laughs> yeah, we just had one today.
0: I had one and a half today. Yeah,
1: you drank mine.
0: I know. Yeah. That is going to come your way. So you can get a pistachio cold brew.
1: Refill up. <laughs> get the day started yeah
0: yeah all right right, you guys well thank you so much i hope you enjoy these next few episodes they are so meaningful and um it means a lot to us that you guys are here and we hope you get something out of it today today yeah
1: (laughs) thanks everyone appreciate it
0: everyone we hope you got something out of today's episode thanks so much for listening don't forget to follow us on instagram and tiktok at love after lullabies and if you and your partner are interested in being in the show we'd love to have you email us at love after at gmail.com and also we would really appreciate a like subscribe and even a share would be amazing she oh, there's So there's three ears yeah. <laughs>